Welcome everyone, this is Mike with These Two Shoes, and this is part two of our interview for the maiden voyage of season two for this podcast with our old friend Nick McKenna, and he has recently traveled to Scotland with a different type of group travel this time. He's traveling with his, or he traveled with his fellow students in college, those history majors, and they all studied particular elements of Europe, and they've gone over to partake in that. Check it out. Look at these places that they've read about and talk about them and study while they're abroad. An amazing ability to enhance your education in regards to travel, mixing it up, travel and education uh, at its best. I can't, I can't even fathom being able to do that. I would love to have done that. Uh, I wish to do that in the future. Good luck to him. Uh, kudos to him for taking on that adventure and, and saying, yes, I want to participate with that. So good job, Nick. We taught him well. Uh, I say that loosely because he's become a, a, a good traveler, a great traveler, actually. And, uh, we hope to travel with him soon, but enjoy this next episode, part two of our interview with Nick. And the good news again, uh, that I can't stop saying this, is we are now in iTunes, uh, or as they recently uh, rebranded themselves, podcasts inside iTunes. So they're splitting up iTunes in three different arenas, and podcasts is one, and we're there now. We've recently been approved. And you can listen to us the old way through Anchor, if you like. Or if you're already in iTunes and you're already listening to another podcast inside of podcasts by iTunes, then you can switch over to With These Two Shoes and enjoy our episodes there. So with that, I'll leave you. Enjoy. Nick. How's it going? Sorry about that. No, no worries. So for the listeners, what we do is we split up the the recordings. That way, Nick and I get a break. Uh, I want to process some of the data that we've, we've collected in that first hour. And it also allows for uh, the listener to, to stop, right? It, it kind of, we listened to people in the past and they said, you know, the way that this anchor is set up, um, it, it's really nice to have a break in the in the recording so they can maybe do an hour to work or an hour home and or whatever maybe they need to stop and listen to the second part later um so we've done that and we've uh, so that's what we're doing that's why there was a break there but that was a really good time for us to break in regards to what we're talking about so nick mckenna is a fellow traveler former student of mine and traveler with me we've we've been together a couple of times to europe he's been now two additional times on his own or without me um, he was been, he's been talking to us about his most recent trip was, when was it again? It was, uh, it was actually just uh, the sixth, I believe, uh, what was it? The, no, yeah. The sixth to the 11th ish of May some delays of, of just this month of just June. Oh, you just got back six days yeah. ago. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yep. So he recently went to uh, Europe. <clears throat> he's a history major 
Yep. And he is experiencing European life under that that flagship of education right now. Yep. And yep. We're, we've been talking about that and, and talking about his uh, future um, endeavors associated to that. So the first hour, Nick, we've been talking about uh, the political situation in, yeah. in Europe. We're talking about the euro. We've been talking about currency. We've been talking about uh, Theresa May, not not yeah. extensively, but talking about uh, the politicians in regards to the Brexit. Yep. Um, but what what follows this is we were talking about currency and how we, as European, uh, Euro- as Americans traveling around Europe, we don't experience as much um, um, small currency or coin as Europeans do. So we have to use a a currency purse. Uh, to carry that around, yeah. otherwise we end up coming home that with forty dollars worth of, yeah. of coins, right? You will. So, uh, when I when I traveled when I initially when I traveled, I, you know, thirty years ago, I always brought, and I'm talking about different countries. They didn't have the euro back then, right, so right, right. I still have all my currency from uh-huh. all those different countries, and really, Nick, that was my that was my go to souvenir. Right, for sure, for sure, yeah. Like that, me too, me too. If anyone needs, if I oh, I forgot to give them, check out this currency. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, that's for me. Having money, paper money, and and coin money from yeah. a foreign country is just as as exciting as anything else. A T-shirt or a yeah, yeah, for a, sure, for sure. I, I don't agree, know, a sticker or a patch or whatever mm-hmm. as a souvenir. I really love those souvenirs. So that that leads me to my question. Hmm. Now, this is your your fourth european trip yep do you bring souvenirs home oh yeah oh yeah do you? Uh, <laughs> like what I mean, for yourself or for others or both oh every, uh, as I'm, you know me my mom my mom primarily uh and then yeah all my like all my close you know all my close friends like uh yeah uncles and stuff all the good stuff yeah so every, what about like, what about for yourself what did you bring for yourself this year let's see this time let's see what did i get i got uh i brought home a, actually quite a bit a little bit of food uh I collect the uh, oh you know I I read a lot now I'm reading a lot now and I use pencils and so I always get you know it's easy you find a pencil anywhere you go you can find it. yeah so I collect a lot of that little stuff you know what I mean yeah uh, just very individual to where I'm at uh, yeah I've collected some odd things but uh, yeah you know what what's what's what I find interesting in regards to souvenirs is that <clears throat> excuse me um, as you travel more and more. Some, you know, <clears throat> excuse me again. Initially, <clears throat> Americans will travel and they'll collect the same thing, all like every country. Yeah. Right? Like the spoon or the pencil or the, I, um, the sticker or the patch or whatever, right? Yeah, I right. found with my travels that I don't typically do something like that. I, I bring something very, very unique, like you said, from that area. Yeah. Yeah. For like sure. For me, originally it was the currency, but once, once the currency changed, it's, yeah. it's just kind of been something cultural. For right. example, my biggest purchase ever has been Lederhosen from Germany. Yeah. Or leather pants, as it's translated I, directly. I wanted, right? to get some, I wanted to get some of their... Yeah, exactly. We were thinking about... I got bagpipes this trip, some miniature bagpipes. You know, oh, okay. Like exactly. A like bagpipes you can play? Or is it just kind of a hand... Yeah, I'm, one day, hey, I'm, I'm in the middle. I just picked it up, so give me a month or something. I don't know. <laughs> so you can actually play this. This is no, like no, a... no, 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 for sure not. I have not even picked it. I... Oh, no. play the set. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. what I meant. Like you can it's eventually like a... play it. it. Yeah, yeah. It's like a. Okay. Uh, we'll see. Well, it's kind of it's kind of a mini miniature one. So you know, we'll see how that goes. I got you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. It's not a. Yeah, it's good size. 
Yeah, my my uh my leader hose and I wear them all the time. Actually, they're so comfortable. You think leather <laughs> pants? Well, they're like like, like knickers, right? They're just beyond right. the knee. Right, right. Now, you think oh, they're gonna be hot and sweaty? They're actually nice and comfortable. Okay. Yeah. Next time I go, I'm gonna get a pair of shorts. Um, because what I what I did buy is the full lederhosen, the okay. knickers, the, right, right. the I got the bib, everything, right? That's badass. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. I, I love it. In fact, I've worn them for for Halloween, right? Um, course, to school, I've kind of worn them around. But they're um, they're pretty unique and 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 quite comfortable. But I'm gonna get a pair of shorts because you just wear them like every day with a polo or a t shirt and and tennis shoes. It's very, very cool and very comfortable. Okay. But sure. uh, one of these days, I'll get it back, back over know, and get another pair. But You got to get a – if you were, you were installing an island, so I imagine you saw quite a few uh, kilts over there. Dude, I almost did. And then yeah. what, what happened was what, what prevented me from getting a kilt huh. was being American and being and <laughs> kind of tight to my, my, uh, my ethnicity. Right. Because I know that I'm part Scottish. Mm-hmm. And I know what happens is – I don't know if you notice this, but the kilts are different colors. Yeah, yep, yep. And that's yep. associated to your clan. Uh-huh. So you don't want to mess yeah. Exactly. I don't want to mess with exactly. I don't want to mess up with the clan. I want to yeah. find out what I'm really what amount right. am I Scottish? I want to find out what color I'm associated to because of my clan. Right. And then I want to get the right color. I don't want to get purple mm-hmm. and I'd be yellow or red <laughs> or whatever, right? The opposite. So yeah. once I found that out, I thought, uh, I'm not gonna for one, I'm not gonna spend the money to do the wrong color. And mm-hmm. two, we're talking about like nine or ten yards of fabric. Right. Yeah. It's big. Yeah, it is. It's, it's big, heavy. Yeah, you know, yeah. Right. I'm not gonna do all that. And, you got a plan and, for picking that up. While exactly. You're there. <laughs> you can't come and get that at the very last day. You yeah. gotta go the very first day. Like, you oh, you know what I forgot? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but but at the soccer, uh, the world, the football game, you know, the soccer FIFA, they were playing Cyprus. They have a the Kelt, the Kelt army, the the Tartan army, the Tartan army. Oh yeah, so, yeah. So they're all wearing, all wearing their kilts, and it was awesome. It was so funny. It was great. It was not funny. It was it was cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And they totally rock it. They just, they don't care. It, it, I've talked to some people. They're like, yeah, it's one of probably the most manly things you could do over here is wear one of these. You dress up exactly. in a skirt. They go to weddings in them and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Thing, yeah. No, I, I thought it was, it was incredibly cool. And once I, and that's the thing. I mean, you're so new to something like that, that mm-hmm. cultural thing. Yeah. Again, I, I came into Scotland uh, probably day four or five there. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to a kilt shop. Right. And then I realized, oh, wait a minute. We need more time for this. I need more, more, <laughs> Info. uh, more informa- information yeah. about my history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't just on a whim buy a, a kilt on the last day. It's gonna yeah. take. It's gonna take numerous days, if not a week, <laughs> for them to make right. it. Right, kilt planning. Right. Yeah, I need a. I need a kilt planning party <laughs> to figure out when and what color and all that stuff. So, but definitely, I've, I've I've kind of evolved in my in my souvenir collection. Yeah. Of, of a cultural piece, right? That right, kind of says, sure. this is what this right. country means to me, or this is yep. what I, I love about this country, or this exactly. is what, you know, just kind of those little, those little nuances, but, um, they so bring what, you back. They bring you back. Yeah, back. yeah. Yeah. And can, and keep me connected. Right. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So what about ethnicity wise? I mean, we, yeah. I brought that up. Okay, so what, there's what, a, where are you? Oh, okay, ethnicity so, wise. No, real quick, real quick. I want to talk about something. This is uh, th- their food there. You know, their number one food there is it's, it has to do with this ethnicity. Is Indian food over there? Did you know that? Where in UK? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, um, there was recently. some great Indian food. Like I've never had Indian food in my it, like. Oh, it's everywhere. So great, and they they you, you know we were talking about bland food earlier, and yeah. so sorry, sorry to get a little far away from that topic, right. but but uh, 
so my friend was desperately trying to get some spice, you know, he's trying to get something spicy in his mouth. And so we, we looked everywhere. They, they had to make him some special thing. And it, it was like sriracha. It was not hot, you know. It was like, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, if you want to get a kick and, and also real good price, and it's a lot of good places around there, is the Indian food. And so good. Oh, yeah. Indian, food. Indian, Indian food. Indian food in, in, in the UK, especially yeah, in London, <laughs> right. surpassed fish and chips for the first time right. a few exactly. years ago. Right. Uh, Indian food, or I should say, not Indian food, but curry. Curry yeah. is the number yeah. one dish in London. That's crazy. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, everybody eats it everywhere all the time. In fact, one of my favorite things to eat as a snack or even a meal um, in London or in England it, it, together is the, the pasties, right? Oh, oh, those are so good. It's like oh my a God. pie and like a... Crested yeah, for the oh, listener, so good, so good. For the listener, the California listener, it's kind of like an empanada, but it's a folded pastry with something in the middle, oh, right? So, so good. And my favorite is the English breakfast. It's mm-hmm. it's potato and carrots and and a little bit of meat and whatever, and they they have this folded pastry that's pinched all around, and they bake this thing, and they come in two different sizes. However. Recently, last summer, yeah, last mm-hmm. summer, um, I noticed that they had a new pasty flavor. It's curry. What? Oh, no way. Yes. Okay, so I guess I got to try that next time I'm there. Unbelievable. Good? It was Un- good? Oh, my God. Yes, <laughs> it was so good. Oh. It was so good. And think about that. Hmm. Fish and chips is your number one dish. You don't have fish and chips in the, in the, in the pasty, but you have curry. True, true, true. Curry is surpassed all together. Wow. Wow. Cuisine wise, in regards to the fish and chips, right? Fish and chips was supposedly invented there, and now curry is number one dish, and it's actually oh, made it taking... into its pasty, right? Wow, I gotta try that. For I mean, sure. pasties are a staple for sure. Oh my right? gosh, they're, they're delicious, and you can. Oh my gosh, awesome. yeah. My daughter so... still teases me that when we went to um, we went to Bath, I found this, oh, yeah, this yeah. little pasty place. You were with us, yeah, yeah. And we had, um, I think, I bought like seven or eight different pasties <laughs> because. They just kept coming out with all these different flavors. I thought, oh, I gotta try that. One. I gotta try that one. She to this day will tell you that I had I bought two dozen. How many did you dozen. eat? How many did you eat? I only bought like seven, <laughs> maybe eight. You just share them around. Try this. You gotta try this. <laughs> exactly. I took a couple of bites and we passed it around. Yep. We, we shared them, right? So that's what I like to do. I mean, that was I. I like to. I think everyone try this. It's like you have to try this. I don't care if you don't like it. We're just yeah, try it. yeah. I don't like that about all my food. I try there. Uh, yeah, I mean, but uh, oh, back. Sorry, back, back to my art, uh, to my ethnicity. So I recently did. Uh, you're, you're hinting on. I think uh, we were. I did my ancestry.com and also my oh, twenty three Yeah, yeah so, so I got. So I kind of get the idea of where. Are we related? Did you find out we're related? No, we're, we're fourth cousins. I forgot to tell you. Okay, no. good. <laughs> no, uh, uh, but yeah, that that helped a lot with uh, kind of inspiration going here and learning about it. You know, especially. When I had to do so much reading on it, it was like, okay, it's yeah, kinda why I, why my family moved and stuff exactly. like that. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm definitely I'm like Scottish. I have a fifty percent Scottish, I think like forty percent wow. German. I mean, not I would say that Scottish and Irish. Okay. Uh, and uh, but I could I trace it all the way back to the 1300s in England, all over, you know, just at various places. And uh, but for I also have for, like forty percent German and about ten percent uh, Mexican Native American. Or something okay like nice yeah. nice we sound very similar you and i yeah yeah which is probably why we look similar 
Exactly. Yeah. And then we can get by his father son over there. Speaking of uh, father son, happy Father's Day to my oh, thank travel you. father over here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yep. you. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting too on that that way i did the same thing i did ancestry.com and mm-hmm. and this is not an advertisement for them but yeah i i found what i found interesting on their on their app because i was looking at the app and <clears throat> i look at it on a regular basis after you know when you first get it you're all about it but yep, yep, yep. It, you know um that <laughs> whole thing that whole um search for who you are yeah takes so long mm-hmm. and so many hours to do yep. but what's so many about that particular What's that? So many avenues and just oh yeah, and oh, all yeah. these things you could just look at and what I what I found interesting about that particular service ancestry.com is that I can see when my relative from wherever went from their hometown yep. and traveled to the United States. Exactly. Yep. And that's so that cool to see that. Yeah, it blew my mind. I was like, oh, that is like one of the and, so and for the listener. Connect. Yeah, and for the listener who hasn't seen this, it's not like a piece of information that's been text or typed out. Right. No, no, I can see on the map in Europe, a little little bubble comes up, and then I see this arrow mm-hmm. where this a different colored arrow comes across, and they've they've traveled over the water and landed on another map of the United States, and it shows me exactly where in the United States they've landed. So and cool. even talks about like potential things they may have seen and uh, stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. there's a timeline of all the, yeah. of of them, and then. And you're obviously connected to them. And then mm-hmm. obviously what's interesting about that whole thing is that obviously if somebody like one of your relatives hasn't had DNA tested and, right. and registered, mm-hmm. then you're not going to be registered to them. Right. Right. So the more what's interesting about this whole thing is that the more and more people register or submit their DNA, the bigger, bigger this mm-hmm. puzzle is going to get. It's great. It's, it's great. ever changing. There's- there's a lot of skepticism about it and i get it in a way yeah i love it i love it i I mean i I think it's a big project that humanity humanity needs to not get so malicious about and kind of move in the scientific with it think about it from your perspective as a as a history major right Mm -hmm. the not only do you see huge something that someone's left behind right but you actually see their dna exactly and there's no there's no doubt who what came from where and Right. What? what how, how? How this has grown with us, and how we're growing as a people, even. Right. Right. It's all good. It's all good to me. I think you know. Uh, yeah. I want. I don't know about you, but I want to go a little bit further and pay the extra amounts to, to find out exactly. Like for example, if, if I'm like, um, I think it was sixty sixty for the health percent. Yeah, the or, health reasons. I want. I got the health. Yeah. And oh, you did. Tell me yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, the only thing I really have, uh, not a good thing at all. But I think everyone kind of. With age, you know, Alzheimer's, everyone kind of has Alzheimer's, but the only thing that came up was like low risk Alzheimer's. And it told me about my sleeping pattern, my, you know, it gives you all this uh, DNA evidence of uh, various things. I wish I, if I, I wish I knew exactly, but it, I'm not giving you the best description there. It goes pretty much into detail about a lot of things. Yeah, so. yeah that's what I want to do. Like, too. I want to do that as well. I want to do that as well. And then and find out, oh, my, you know, my, my, great 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 grandfather didn't sleep that well at all right just like myself right yeah it's, it's genetic like a lot I mean, a lot of the things are genetic you know we do have a lot yeah. of nurture in us but a lot of nature as well yeah yeah as a history major you gotta you gotta incredibly um be attached to that right yeah for sure oh yeah it's it's the best i love that i just stare at family trees and decode them and learn about people all day if I, yeah yeah and here's here's to get back to the travel part of this um, for the listener, 
when you have a day, and I don't know if you, we haven't talked about this yet, but if you have a day where you get kind of trapped because of rain, yeah, um, that's a perfect museum day. Yep. Right. That's never, never nothing to do. There's yeah, never, there's always something to do in the rain. Even mm-hmm. don't stay in your hotel. Don't stay in your bed and breakfast. Don't stay in your Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Go out and experience mm-hmm. the country. Go out to a museum. Um, sometimes, in, depending on the country you're in, they're free. And right, right, when right. I was in Scotland, they're free. Mm-hmm. I went into a museum, and we were in um, Dublin. I'm, I'm sorry, not in Scotland, but Ireland in Dublin, and I got to see the this whole collection of the people who founded dublin wow and i got to i I, I saw these leather boots and hats and clothes and belts and all this rich you know all this stuff that they found was it was preserved because it was stuck in mud right all right and and um jewelry and tools i love seeing that stuff because and you gotta love that as being yeah oh absolutely right absolutely no doubt that's like people were grasping these tools and they made this you know all this crazy stuff that we thought could have you know could have been lost to history really could have all this stuff it's a shame that all this stuff that does get lost to history and to have something so small or even the biggest scales are always great to awe at you know what i mean like wow that's it just brings out the humanity and we seem to see each other so different from us and then but you know there's we imagine we we think a lot the same you know what i mean yeah, I like I like that idea that whole us versus them when it's we use a tool just like they use the right. tool, but the tool's different. It looks different, it feels different, but the same it does the same thing, right? Yep, yep, exactly. We get the exactly. A hammer is a hammer. It you might know, look different, but it's still a hammer. Of, uh, like names and stuff like and all these all these tools. So I found out uh, I was in first day I for, I think it was just Glasgow. Uh we were looking at these stones. I saw these people looking at stones on this church wall. And yeah. uh, he was pointing out to him, he was pointing a bunch of different symbols, different symbols of, and signs. And I found out that, I believe it's called a mason mark, I'm not sure. Uh, but every different design meant that a certain person made that individual stone. And so it was just, it was great to see and just feel like, and this castle, I mean, this, uh, excuse me, this church was built, you know, 1300s, something like that, way yeah. a long, long time ago, pre-Reformation. And uh, just to see their mark on it, and I guess that's how they would get, you know, paid by that marking. So I asked them, I was like, is there any way that you could trace, you know, this, this specific, uh, marking to a different rock and see where this guy's worked and got paid. Oh, wow. And uh, he was like, you know, technically you could, but there's uh, a, some people believe that several people used the same, uh, mark. So, but Uh, yeah, it's it's like a cool little documentation of who this person was. Exactly. It is a Mason's mark, right? It's what's, what's called Mason's mark or like a Potter's mark or, yeah, um, yeah. The artist, like it's like signature. it's like Picasso signing the yeah. painting, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like their fingerprint. It's so cool. It's so cool. So you tell know, me. Just... So uh, let me before I get to my bigger question, but go back a little bit. Did you get caught up in the rain a little bit in, in uh, Scotland? Uh, Scotland. You know, funny story. The day we missed, uh, the day we missed, you know, we were stuck in Frankfurt, and so it was apparently yeah. we had talked to some people, and it was pouring the day before. And it, and it probably drizzled every day so lightly, like you're not going to get you, no worried, no worries. You could honestly probably be wearing shorts if you if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except you know maybe the first day my shoes got a little wet, and then after that it was all good. Everything was uh, no higher than what sixty five, I would say. Always cloudy. Nice. Really cool. And the sun's always sun's at ten eleven. Nice. Northern position. Yeah. It's 
great. It's uh, the weather there. I really valued it. It's, it's so nice. They they don't like it there. They like the sun, of course. But uh, well, yeah, when you live in yeah. when you live yeah. in cloud and rain, all twenty four seven, twenty four seven, you're gonna want yeah. a little bit of sun, right? <laughs> um, I heard uh, we didn't actually see any sun, but I heard. I mean, we saw a little sun, of course, but on sunny days, uh, apparently all the Scots and I'm sure other people come out in uh, without their shirts and just go hang out around the town. Yeah, you know what's funny? Enjoying the sun. Huh. You know, it's funny about the, the weather when I was in Ireland last What's summer that? with the day that we arrived marked seven weeks of no rain. Wow. Wow. And it was apparent because everywhere, everywhere we went, mm-hmm. what little bit of yard people had and what like in the parks, uh-huh. they don't have sprinkler systems. Oh, right. So all the all the parks, all the Dead. grass areas in the parks and we went to the university. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all brown. When was this? This was last year, you said? Yeah, it was last summer. Wow. It was brown. Seven weeks of no rain. And then That's crazy. all That's of a sudden, crazy. Huh. the next day we get there, it starts to rain. So <laughs> oh. we, got a, we got a little bit of it. Uh, and I like it. I like experiencing that. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it throws a little wrench in your cogs when you're traveling. Sure. And again, forces me to go to the museum exactly. and spend the day there when it's raining and, and kind of see There's never from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. That's what, It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful that in places that's what you can't get at home you know you've seen everything at home you've seen you know basically everything probably not yeah but yeah yeah you know what you want to do and there you it's an open it's a canvas that you just have no idea you're just like let's i'll just let's do that that's different that's something i've never ever done and never will do yeah you know that's so what about beautiful what did you do what were you what were you most excited about for this trip in scotland you know actually we missed uh out of the days there was like days I, i was excited for the day we missed because we're supposed to have like a little, we're supposed to talk to a, a professor, I believe, and some, you know, some, uh-huh. but it's okay. You know, like it was cool. Uh, we still had a, so if I had to put my, my time that I was looking forward to, uh, other than that, it would probably be, oof, I guess travel, uh, seeing all the, cause I just took a class about the reformation. And uh, so I learned about uh, all the, all this, this church stuff, you know what I mean? All the changes in church. Tell and us so, about that. Tell us about that reformation. Uh, so it was really big in Scotland uh, due to like people like John Knox. Uh, and so I got to see John Knox is this, uh, he's not, he, you know, he, he, he hated women. That's kind of what he's not, it's, but he was a big guy there. He was like a big preacher. Yeah. And so that's his, if you ever hear about him, that's he kind of classifies him. He's in the movie, Mary Queen of Scots, which we heard a lot about while, yeah. while we were there about a lot of all that stuff. But anyways, uh, so yeah, th- there's a lot of, uh, during this time, a lot of riots and the French were very heavily involved with the Scottish. And uh, so there's a lot of taking of, of churches and castles. And we got to see all these. Oh, yeah, here, you know, they'd say here the French had to come take it from the Protestants and give it back to the Scottish Catholics. And it's a it's a huge thing. Even to this day, the religious conflict between soccer team, uh, for example, the Rangers and the, and the uh, I don't know if it's the Celtics or the Celtics. Yeah. Me. But yeah. Uh, but. And it's huge. Like it's really. I mean, I don't know about today, but uh, we were warned, and we've heard. We went to go view the, went through a walkthrough, and we, a lot of uh, religious Catholic versus Protestant, big, big time. Um, oh, that's everywhere in Europe right now, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And especially, I guess it's, it's like a sock. I don't know. It's pretty big in as well as, uh, really big in Scotland. I think a little more violent there, a little more tied to them when it comes yeah. to everything. Mm-hmm. But, so, but tell, let me go back a little bit. Tell the listener what Reformation is. Okay. So the Reformation happened in about what, 50, mid, uh, early 1500s, started about early 1500s. And uh, what it was is uh, the Catholic Church was essentially, you know, they were dominant over all of Europe. 
And uh, with the Protestant Reformation, which is like a, a, essentially a challenge to Catholic belief where we don't believe in all the sacraments. We, we want to hear the Bible in our own language in general. This is very general, but essentially we just don't believe in everything the Catholic Church is saying. Why, why don't we get to say or we, why don't we get to interpret it how we want it? Okay. And so there's a big break, obviously. Uh, and a couple, like about 100 years, a little more than that of religious wars, uh, which ultimately ended in the, the Thirty Years' War, which gave us the difference between Protestant Calvinism, I mean, Calvinism, you know, Lutherism and Catholicism and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of, it's a big mess. It's a real big mess in Europe. And it's the first time, you know, you think of Europe before this time, it's all Catholic. It's all very religious. And afterwards, it starts, starts to head towards the re- reason, you know what I mean? Sort of towards the Enlightenment in the 1700s. Right. The, pre- the beginning of that was is definitely the Reformation, I would say. Maybe so you know, a, I haven't read the Renaissance, so maybe, but potentially there as well. Is this a, an area in history that you're, you're really interested in? Or it's this... essential. I think this is essential to my kind of history, considering I like globalism and, uh, I mean, early like colonial history, essentially. Right. Or global colonial history, not just a specific concept. So like anything else, it's one of those areas where if you don't talk about it, you don't know about it, you're not going to know about something else. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and religion is perfect example of religion is such a, a cause we were sending, you know, Huguenots to Florida, which Protestants were sending, we we're sending all these different people away. People were escaping right. vision for immigration and uh, why this world kind of left and led the way it kind of did with capitalism, even okay. going back to, yeah. So the Dutch, you know what I mean? And they're, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great, it's a great for, for, uh, you know, I'm not a very religious person, but I do, I do not uh, underestimate its value and it's a, uh, impact on this on what has uh, you know unraveled in this world right <laughs> but yeah right. okay so mm-hmm. that being said your the thing about your particular trip just last this last month was you were really looking forward to speaking to that particular professor yeah but he was just going to talk about um you know, okay so scotland was very heavily uh in the tobacco trade and so he's going to talk about how, and that 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 basically was the foundation of the money, the wealth source for Glasgow and Edinburgh. It's all is basically the general. I didn't general. know that. Okay. Yep. Tobacco, and I believe also, uh, lin, you know, linen, of course, and Industrial Revolution. They were starting to get big into clothing products. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, that's how they kind of grew up. Was but then you know with the change of the change of the century, they tried out oil, which didn't really work, and. It kind of just sank, sank under and came more into the control of uh, the UK broader politics sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> you bring up this this idea that this is what I was looking forward to, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't happen. Right? I didn't get ready get right. to, to speak to that professor because of our flight delays and whatever. Yep. This happens a lot when you travel. Yes. This is a, this is something I talk about a lot, and and the listener needs to pay attention to this in the sense that sometimes when you're traveling, I always tell people. Think about plan B, think about plan C, yeah, and sometimes think about plan D or E or F because <laughs> it, what you're expecting to happen doesn't always happen. And in fact, it's not a bad thing. No. It's not a good thing. It's just different thing, right? Exactly. That's the best way to exactly how I describe it as well. Yeah. It's it's a it's a great it's a great way to see and do something different um based on the cards that were dealt. Yep. And right. At the end of the day, like we're looking, I'm sure every one of us on this trip, all the ups and downs on every trip, any up and downs, we look back and those down, if, if you could call it a down, you know, you don't think about it. You just, 
it's to- all of it was just a highlight. No matter what happens, you just look back at that as a highlight. Always. Exactly, dude. I mean, yeah. your everything happens for a reason. Your yeah. trip, your trip happened the way it happened because of the way it was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Your your plane delay, and then ultimately having to reroute yourself, gave you an opportunity to see Frankfurt that you you've never seen but before, never, right? Yep, never seen before. Probably never would have, you know. Yeah, I mean, you, you Frankfurt is is a town where you, it's a hub where you fly into, and I've done Definitely. it before, and I've flown out of it. Yep. I've stayed there only overnight because I'm leaving the next day out of the airport. And it's, it's, it's basically a travel hub yep. for exactly. me. Exactly. Right. No, for sure. That's yeah. That's how so I you took that. Well. You took that situation, which is, I think is, is key for these, these listeners take that situation that's kind of dealt to you and make the best of it. Let's go out and explore Frankfurt. Let's yep. go out and explore this new town that I wouldn't have been in otherwise. It was great. It was so yeah. great. I can't imagine it happening any other way. You know what I mean? Like we spent plenty of time in Scotland and I feel like I got my fix of Scotland. And so I'm glad I got to, and honestly, Frankfurt, like you said, it's kind of, it is true what you're kind of saying. It's kind of like, not that it's like a travel, you know, you kind of hit it on the map if you hit it on the map and if not, it's okay. Sort of thing. Yeah. But there's yeah. plenty of great things to see. Like the great, uh, like the bridges, a lot of old cathedrals and a lot of great places to just hang out and talk to a lot of, we tried, the apple vine, apple wine stuff, which is really good. Oh, nice. Yeah, all that you know, and all the, all the good meat they have, all the savory. You could just smell savory. Germany, if you tell me Germany, I just oh my god, savory food. And oh my beer. god, <laughs> oh my god. Everybody loves that area. Yeah. Austria, yeah, Switzerland, <laughs> uh, Germany. The uh, food. <laughs> oh my god. You'll never go. So go tasty. Yeah. <laughs> the best meal that I, I one of the best little meals, like quick little meals with a group travel. Mm-hmm. has been in germany at a brow house um oh my god it was like pork stew uh, oh, with potatoes awesome. and an, a freshly fried egg on top of it yes oh that's awesome. i don't know the name of that if <laughs> listeners are listening they know what it is send me the name oh my god that was so delicious i wanted more i'm trying to find that city okay what was that city that uh it turned out we both had our first you had us cargo there a long time ago and i ended up having it there for my first time do you happen to remember the city of that? The, uh, it was in France. It was Escargo. It was in like, I want to say it wasn't Dijon. It was oh. like right. It wasn't, it was right before Dijon. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. It was the I town. That I, I, I told you I'd eaten Escargo for the first time. Yes. There. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was a small town that we were, we were headed to Dijon. Yeah. And we nice. stopped there and I hadn't been in this town in nearly 30 years. And it was a hometown of my, my very good friend, and um, she's from there, but she now lives in Dijon. So it's kind of strange. We're going to her hometown, and then we're going to her <laughs> actual town that she lives in today. Um, the, the town that you're talking about is is called Mulhouse. Okay, Mulhouse. Well, and Mulhouse. It's, it's M-U-L-H-O-U-S-E, Mulhouse. And it's um, a great little it, – it's right, right on the, like, the steps of the, of the Swiss Alps and uh, a so lot of lakes and whatever, but it's a great little town. And but yeah, that's that's a town that I I first had escargot, which I thought was, I never sure. thought I would eat snail, yeah, but it was yeah, no. so delicious. I thought it was all right. It was pretty. Gar- it was nothing crazy. I mean, this little gar- really garlicky, not a little really garlicky. Well, you kind of have to put something on your. Right? Of course. Oh yeah. Just that, <laughs> don't worry. It's just it's not snail. Don't think about it. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's not like it's a snail that you found in your backyard right, and you just right. they washed it off and you ate it. It's <laughs> it's a snail that was that was farmed specifically to be eaten right yeah yeah and i heard a statistic that like (laughs) 
about I don't know I don't want to get the statistic wrong but it was, it was roughly like sixty to seventy percent of French French people have this uh, parasitic thing that it's not necessarily harmful but it could be you know uh, it's just sitting in, in like seventy percent of the French gut because of uh, oh snail preparation because stuff. of the food yeah because of snails specifically yeah well yeah but I mean think about <laughs> it gastronomically you think about that yeah. um, I eat a lot of honey. And okay. the, the people in the Central Valley where we live Love eat a it. lot of honey. Yeah. And the honey that we eat comes from bees that are pollinating trees of our area. So, of course, I'm not going to have any allergies associated to True. these oh, trees that we have, right? Right. It's like it's, a little bit it's of in uh, me. Yeah, that's, it's inside of me, right? Yeah. yeah. So okay. that makes a lot of sense. In, in fact, there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of focus on the French in regards to gastronomy because of yeah. the, their ability to keep weight off right they eat oh really really they eat so well and they eat so often and they eat so um i wouldn't say fatty foods but they eat food that is very rich yeah for sure yeah yeah the majority of the french you see are are lean and fit Mm -hmm. it has a lot to do with culture has a lot to do with lifestyle very interesting and i don't know like what what would what would you guess just uh yeah would be they don't. I didn't notice a lot of fast food in in uh, in France, personally. I really well. Don't. You like, see McDonald's comparatively, right? comparatively, of course, but like comparatively to like no, I don't know, for sure. Like what? What was that? No, no. I would say I wouldn't. I would no. Just answer your question. I wouldn't oh. see. I didn't see a lot of fast food in French either. In France either, right, right, they have yeah. a lot of. They have a lot of. Uh, um, I wouldn't even call them fast food places. I would just call them like. Um, I wouldn't little, even call it street food. It's it's just yes, kind of places where you go in and you get those those little, self-serving foods, right? Yes, yes. I love those are so convenient. They're the yeah. best. So the best. You know what food I, I like over there and uh what quick kind of sort of like that? Like a, a pret a manger. Those uh the sandwich shops, you know what I mean? They're everywhere. They're, they're oh yeah. Like, they're like on all the big cities, I believe. I believe we have, probably have one here in like New York, I think. See, there's always a there's always a little place to get a little sandwich, right? Always. So always great. a little sandwich and a, a cup of coffee. Um, they're never, they're never like, yeah, they're always good quality too. I'd say. Yeah, I think that's that's the equivalent of us going to Wendy's. Yep. Yep. Right. A quick it little is. sandwich, but however, their fast food with this this sandwich, if you will, mm-hmm. is far better uh, than our fast food in, in the sure. U.S. Right. More for, I feel like it's more everything's fresh. Everything tastes how it's you'd imagine. You pull it off a thing and it tastes. You know, yeah. That's yeah. really added. You know what I love about when we're traveling around, talking about food, wandering around towns, uh, little villages, and we, you and I have done it before, yeah, yeah. where yeah. I, I won't even go into a restaurant to eat. I'll just go into the farmer's market. There's a farmer's market every day. Yep, yep. Go to <laughs> the farmer's always- market, you grab a few things, and you eat, and you're wandering around exploring things, and you grab something else, and you eat, and you you continue exploring things, right? I love that. There's usually like even multiple markets, you know, little market. You'll you'll little uh side markets on the yep on the way always on the outskirts of the city on the way towards the city center i feel like there's always yeah there's markets. always there's always some farmer out selling so there's always a farmer's market and there's always those little extra like you say like on the outskirts or yeah or whatever like kind of like a i almost call kind of equate them to a food truck right yeah yeah exactly like a, there's a taco truck everywhere but it's a, it's not a truck it's a cart yeah and it's a somebody selling something that they've made for the day um, which reminds me, there's a place, there's a little guy in Florence that sells, you don't really know what it is. <laughs> it's, it's a mystery. He won't tell you what it is. Uh. And it, it kind of, he wraps it up like a, like a pita. Okay. And it's, it's the leftover meats. And sometimes it's, 
it's I don't know. It'll be like tongue and lip uh-huh. and and hoof and whatever. But <laughs> other days it'll be it'll be different types of meats. You gotta get um, them the mis- get the love of it is there's a mystery there and you don't really know what you're getting. Mm. <laughs> so, but it's always delicious. It's always delicious. Okay, okay, then who cares? <laughs> yeah, it, who cares what it is? It's, it tastes good. Don't ask him what it is, and don't he doesn't even let you see it. He won't let you see it. He like he makes he makes this little like pita sandwich kind of thing, and and, and that's it. You, you have to trust him. <laughs> right, I'll trust that Italian. The yeah. giant, a corner street guy. <laughs> exactly. Just trust me. It's going to be good. I, I promise. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, what was on, on this particular trip, this, this particular trip to Scotland, what was the, what was the surprise for you? What did you kind of run into and think? The accent, the accent is not, uh, it's way thicker than I thought I was expecting. I know. Really? I, yeah, it was pretty, it's pretty uh, something else, especially because there's a lot of, it's pretty drunk over there. It's drunk sort of society i guess like it's once they start having a few beers you can't understand a word they're saying and uh <laughs> i was trying funny. to i was trying to they're trying to teach me how to do it and they're like no you don't roll your r's and i was like i could have swore you guys roll your r's but no <laughs> but it is funny it was a good good time so the uh, accent was more pronounced as you, yeah. than you than you thought it was gonna oh, be oh yeah and it was different because there's a lot of gaelic there and uh yeah even though it's dying out i heard uh but a lot of influence from that and people even speak it uh, yeah they do so, yeah so there's a I don't know exactly how big it is, but I know in the Highlands we uh, we encountered a lot more, you know, thicker sort yeah. of Celtic accent. I guess we'd call it. Hmm? Um, and for the listener, if you ever get a chance to do this, I'd suggest doing this. Go get, find some local guide, some yeah. college student that's trying to make ends meet, and he'll and give you a little tour of the town. I did that with um, it was kind of a literary thing okay. uh, associated to um, to Ireland and Dublin, mm-hmm. and he kind of took me around and called. I, diff- I saw different places like where James Joyce was and where oh, wow. um, Oscar Wilde's house is and different yeah. things like that. Right. But this particular kid, uh, he was a college student and um, spoke really good English. Okay. But he mentioned how people still to this day are studying Gaelic and, and right. studying those those foreign uh, or those, I should say, local languages. Yeah. Um not Irish, not Scottish. It's different, right? It's yep. completely different, and uh, and they're still trying to keep a hold of it and keep it in uh, their culture. Is I love it, yeah, because it's dying. I guess obviously increasingly uh, rapidly. And... Yeah, it's kind of like Latin, right? Yeah, exactly. You can take Latin in some college in the corner somewhere, but right. uh, but really, it's it's almost a died out language. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's it's You're weird, but pieces it, of it, but yeah. yeah. And I was talking to a few like people uh, with my French lessons on the Skype that, you know, I always meet people who are really interested in languages. And so they're always, there's, you'd be surprised how many different languages are just in such small areas and, you know, really don't matter to everybody else, but especially like in Spain and France, I want to say like, there's like more than, there's a bunch of languages in just those little areas. Yeah. Interesting. We have, and I don't know, what do you think about that? Should, should we all adopt a, a, a specific system? I mean, it makes things a lot more convenient. You mean a language? Yeah, I hope not. Yeah, no, right? It keeps keep it keeps, makes things convenient, but like it, uh, for sure. Like just speaking French, you realize how things are said and how people perceive ways of being said. Like, oh, if I was a French person trying to speak English, I would not. I would be thinking a totally different thing if I if someone yeah. said that to me. It's just, you know that hmm. I equated I equated your your question to this. Hmm. Um, being a literature major and loving books, uh, mm-hmm. my favorite author, um 
American author is different from the European author. But my favorite yeah. poet is Arthur Rimbaud. He's French, okay. right? He's French, and he wrote everything in French. But then it was translated. Well, I have to rely on the right. translator to mm-hmm. give me the proper translation. As you know now that you speak a different couple different languages, yeah, it does it. It's it's not exactly even translated properly sometimes, right? right? And depending on the translator, books. exactly, I'm going to get something a little bit different. So exactly. I would love to be able to read French and understand it to the to a level that I understand his original words. That's that's the thing because it's so true. I've I've been reading a little bit of a uh, Voltaire and uh, Rousseau a little bit. Yeah, I, I have a, a class next year for that. Uh, and so I I have two uh, different editions of this book called Candide. I'm sure you've heard of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, great book. Uh, but the words are different in both of them, you know, like how they're expressed. And also yep. the, there, there's an audio book, of course. And um, those words are completely different than the other two books. So it's just like, what is, what is he really trying to say? You know, there's a lot of important things he has to say and that's that kind of flow. I know that he has like some perfect Latin phrases in there that in French, obviously, but like, like uh, just the way they're said or something like that, that just don't make sense in English simply. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's, there's just these little nuances, right? It's associated yep. to it. That, so it, it's it's really different when regard in regards to a language, a foreign language. When when you write it in its original language and you read it in its original language, versus you write it in French in this in this case and read it in English, it's, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be something different. You know what I yep. do? I think I've said this before, and I think I, I know I told you when I travel to a foreign country that has a particular language that that in that area. Like France and German and English, or I mean, um, um, Scottish and whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually tried to do it. I tried, actually tried to find one in Gaelic, and I couldn't find one. <laughs> I, being a collector of books and a lover of books, uh, my favorite American author is Hemingway. Right. And I collect The Old Man in the Sea. Okay. And so I all the of that. What's that? So all the different variations of languages? Exactly. Okay. I collect awesome. that book in different okay. languages. That's awesome. So what I tried to do was I tried to find one in Gaelic, and I went to several uh, bookstores, and they, they were just – and in original in, – in, in Irish as well. I tried to find it in Irish. And they Nothing? Just, they couldn't find them. Yeah, they ah. couldn't find them. In fact, they um, they told me we could order it, but it right. would be – it would. I, who knows how long it would take. Right, and right, they just, right. there was no – there Thank was no you. idea as to when I was going to get that. But when – and that's a, that's a shame of that because – um, what I do with that book, because I know that book so well, is you when just, I open it up. Just, right. You kind of know what I imagine. Yeah. When I open up in German or French or whatever, right. I know what's there on that page. Because <laughs> I've read it so many times and I'm now reading a foreign language. Wow. Right. <laughs> of a subject that I know. That's big. That's big. That's a real big tool. I've been trying to use the trying to get into French reading recently. And that's I didn't I never thought about it like that. So like if you read the English version and know it. Yeah, immensely help. It's just the you know what you're doing, you know the concept, which can get lost away in short periods of time in language. Yeah. right. And it's kind yeah. of like the way I see this a lot. Right, when I learned originally how to speak Dutch, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not, and I'm not like I couldn't take a test and be fluent. I'm, I, I just I know how to get around, and I I know I can get myself out of trouble there. Right, right. But the thing is, um, when I when I learned Dutch for the first time, I watched TV because they're they're used their local channels would have everything in English, uh-huh. but they would have Dutch subtitles. Okay. So I would I would read the subtitles, I would listen to the English words, and I put a connection between vocabulary. I learned a lot of vocabulary right. that way. I heard, the, I mean, I've noticed and heard that uh, the Dutch, very similar. I mean, very 
comfortable for an English learner to listen to. Uh, uh, I mean, like, like the I would say for sure, like the the way the sentence structure definitely, and of course, a lot of the, the it's Germanic, right? right. Mm-hmm. It's Germanic and, and it's it's history, but it's I, I've heard the opposite that it's okay. it's more difficult. Um, it was easy for me mm-hmm. to pick up. I don't know why, but it was easy for me to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it is easier, I but I, I don't know. But I, I don't know the statistics on that. I don't know if it's, it is harder for most people, but um, I, I do know that it was easy for me to pick up. Okay, okay. But uh, a language that I could never pick up is Greek. Have yeah. You, have you no. heard people speak Greek? I have. I have, have I heard oh what? Oh, my God. The syllables, man. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. 18 oh. syllables for things. Wow. I mean, eight syllables for a particular word. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, my friend who, is, who, who speaks uh, Mandarin and, and also, uh, what was it? Oh, I don't actually remember if it was Mandarin or uh, Cantonese. I'm not sure exactly which one he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, he, uh, it's interesting to hear, because he's telling me that one of them, forgive me, I don't know which one, but uh, has a lot of tones tones in it. So, like, you could be saying, it, he, he gave me a few few examples, and it's just so slight that you'd really have to study, study, study. Yeah, yeah you, you change your tone, and you change the word. Yep, good job. Yeah, and you just could totally have screwed it up. It could just make zero sense, most likely. You know. Well, I mean? it's the difference between a handshake and a punch to the face. Yeah, for sure. Right. Not good. Not good. Yeah. Yeah. So you got, that's the thing. I respect people learn like languages that are just absolutely foreign to. It's it's a pro, It's a whole another process for like Chinese. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh and, my god. Yeah. So listen, did you did you come up? Did you find some new friends on this trip? Absolutely. Every time. Every time. Never without. I'll never leave a leave uh, one of these places about coming up with some friends yeah uh i one good story about even a scottish friend not not necessarily a trip friend uh is i, I me and my friend went out to go uh get a burger we went before the soccer game get like this uh i don't know what it was i think it was like a it was like a, this, it was a bar it was a bar but we got this nice little i don't remember mashed potato burger something like that yeah and uh this guy I, he's wearing uh his whole uniform you know he's wearing the uniform before the game i go hey, any tips before the game and so kind of start talking for about an hour turns out his son's not going to the game he's like yeah if you guys want to join up with me i'm more than welcome and so he he was like before the game let me take you to a bar he takes us to at one point the biggest bar in the world is called the horseshoe in scotland oh yeah and and uh after that you know we say our goodbyes and i go to the game and i see him there once i see him there again on the way there getting on the train i see him he turns around oh hey what's up we'll see you there maybe so then i get to the top of the stairs once i finally get in the stadium he comes up, he turns me around, and I'm headed towards the middle of the field, you know, a decent a decent seat. He grabs me, he takes me to goal line seats right there where his son was supposed to sit. And it was, just, it was so fun. The, the soccer game was life-changing. It was so fun. Everyone was singing, and they, they banned alcohol there, so you don't got to worry about that for probably a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it was just still a great time. Everyone was so nice and just a great big community. Always, You're never far, I'm sure you know this, but from uh, being in Scotland, but you're never far from a bagpipe. You can always hear that in the distance. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, that's great. I love it. I actually kind of like the bagpipe for, for like, some people, you either, you either love it or hate it. That's for sure. You know, what's, what's interesting is when, whenever I'm in a, in a foreign country like that, I, I always try to do, obviously I'm trying to eat their foreign foods. Right. I'm trying to, I want to meet their people and I want to do things that they do. And yep, exactly. when I was in, in, in uh, Ireland, I found out from the from the the Uber driver. They don't have Uber, but it's like an Uberist thing. It's, yeah. It wasn't a cab company; it was another thing. Um, 
which is another interesting thing, right? I mean, I'm experiencing another type of Uberish type thing in, in right, Ireland. Right, their own, their own, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this guy's telling me about the different things. So I'm asking about sports, and I'm not a huge sports fanatic. I love baseball, right? Yeah. I guess yeah. I'm typical American that way. But I, <laughs> but I wanted to find out about sports. Like, what's going on sport wise? Like, what do I need to see? Right. Oh, you're here at the right time. <laughs> you're here at the perfect time. Got to got to see this particular thing called curling. Curling, okay. Curling, and I thought, what the heck is that? I've never yeah. even heard of it before. I've been, never seen it. What is it? Uh-huh. Well, you know, you know baseball. I said, yeah, not like that at all. <laughs> you know, you know football. Yeah, not like that at all. And he, it's like, it's the closest thing is to, um, the closest I could say is like kind of like field hockey. Okay. Um, the goal is is higher. It's a fast-paced game. Okay. It's kind of like field hockey meets uh, high lie and lacrosse. Wow. Okay, I got to see this. <laughs> it's unbelievable, and it's it's really really cool. So anyway, there's a, a local team in Dublin. So like any other sport, there's this. We, I, we just had made our way down to this area. I found a ticket booth. I bought some tickets last minute. Luckily enough, got some tickets, and there's this, there's this, um, this fever, right? There's this fever yeah. <laughs> of all these people yes. converging together and yes. walking down these neighborhood streets, <laughs> yes. chanting and singing and chanting and yelling and screaming That's and amazing and getting ready for this game, right? Yeah. I've never even been to a curling match. <laughs> Don't know what it looks what like. What is going on? And I'm in. I'm I'm, I'm right in the middle of it. I'm singing, I'm yelling, I'm screaming, I'm it's it's just the the best time. They will to get see you into those. it. They 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 are I, I feel like they're they'll just they everyone just get into this now. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 So and then, then we get into the stadium and I'm in the wrong seat. So I talk to this guy. I, I talk to this guy for about twenty minutes and he gives me the history of what curling's all about. Okay, and all cool. of a sudden, somebody comes up, and I'm in the wrong seat. Dang it. Uh, and, the, no. and it wasn't my fault. It was the person yeah. who kind of led us to the chair. But we were basically one group over too far. I'm mm-hmm. in the right number, but the wrong group. Okay. So I go over to the another, another side, and I'm sitting between uh, a father and son mm-hmm. on the okay. left side and a father, son, and a grandfather on the right side. Okay. Dude, three generations of, ki- of people watching <laughs> this thing. All, and they gave me so much history about this right. game and, and what it's all about and what it wow. means and, and whatever. And then we're talking about a, a sold-out arena of about 40,000 people. Oh, my gosh. I've never really heard of this before. Right? It's like going to San Francisco Giants yeah. Stadium. 40,000 people. <laughs> okay. And then I was like, well, so what do these guys, what do these guys make money-wise? I mean, can you give me an idea? He's like, make? What? Is, they do this for free? No way. What? Yeah, this oh is just God. a league. This is like a club. The town has this enormous stadium for, for a, a, a sport <laughs> that everybody loves and comes together for. And these guys, they have full-time jobs. Wow. Wow. What kind of sport? Is it like a physical sport or like what's going on? Like, It looks like they're running around the field playing field hockey. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's physical. These guys are in excellent shape. Okay. Okay. And they have to stay in excellent shape full yeah. time, right? Because they, they work otherwise. They do other things. <laughs> but that's the level of commitment right. over awesome. in Europe, right? For something I that love you, it. you're not even getting paid to do it. <laughs> they just do it. Yeah, let's just do, do it. it. It's a club. Right. But my, my point was, 
if you're traveling around and you have an opportunity to see something like that, then go do it, man. No, don't experience hesitate. that, right? I don't hesitate. When, when have you done something like that? When, when you've experienced something like that local that you thought, I don't know if I should do that. And you end up doing it and you thought, that's the best time in the world. Oh. Have you done that? Oh, of course. I mean, this trip, I would say, was the most. I've never, like, karaoke yet. I've never danced and stuff. But I, and I never chanted, you know. This trip, for sure, the most. But I think that probably comes because I'm a little older. I don't know, for sure. Where I'm just a little more confident, you know, for my fourth time. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, I just walk around like I'm kind of just I'm ready for whatever comes. And I'm going to do whatever comes. I'm not going to wait to, you know, there's nothing. Just let's go do it. But I'm not, I'm definitely, that's not me in general, you know, but, but over there, I feel it. I feel it. I'm just ready to go. I just have a different motivation for, I guess, life in a way. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the idea about traveling is, is kind of experience to experience, I should say yep. everything you possibly can. Yep. Um, overload. It's not even overload, but that's what I would, that's what you're going for. I aim for overload. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I expect to, I expect to be exhausted when I get home. Yep. Right? I expect exhausted, to be, yeah. I expect to have so many experiences and so many different stories and so many different things. I'm just tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. To talk about it. it, That's the thing. I mean, I, I, I hear about people traveling and and whatnot. And I, I asked them because I've been to that area. Did you see Mm -hmm. this? Did you see that? Did you go do this? Nope. 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 Uh, What did, what did you do the entire time? (laughs) Um, So the listener, if you're listening, make sure you're listening to it, go out and try different things and see different things and, Ask, ask questions to, and yeah, talk to sure. people and mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah, yeah. Nick, we're getting close to the end here yep, of our second yep. hour. Can you believe that? Oh my god, that one by that second hour for sure went by way fast. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> so here's one I'm doing something different with uh, someone who's been on here more than once. I always have. I don't know if you remember, but I have I I know, five I questions, right? Yep. Well, I'm not going to give you the same five questions. I got to, I got to redeem myself from that last one. I have something for that last <laughs> one. Right I like that. I like. That. <laughs> ask me again. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to ask. Okay. <laughs> no, so I've got, I've got a separate set of five questions for you because you've okay. been on here before. Okay. So I don't want to ask you the same questions, but for the listener, what we do is we end this with, with five questions and get a better perspective of who, who Nick is, who our, who our guest speaker is. So, tell me, Nick, for you. What is so exciting about travel? Hmm. I think knowing that I'm going to now, I mean, now I think I have a pretty sure idea that you're always going to come back with something so personal. I mean, like so personal, like I, I've, I've tried to, I come home expecting to be able to explain everything, you know, and I just can't, it just, I guess it's going to be stuck in my head for me to, to enjoy, which is great. You know, it's a, and I, I don't really, it's just kind of, it's great. That's what I expect. I expect us to have uh, some peace and some just good stuff to reflect back on, I guess. And friends to love, come back with friends, of course, uh, and all that good stuff. Good, good. I like that. Number two, what have you lost while traveling, if anything? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't I, have to be, it doesn't have to be a tangible object. You could okay. lose something else. I mean, maybe, right. I don't know. What have you lost? I've, I've, I've lost the, uh, a little bit of caring what uh, a little bit caring what people think, I guess, whatever that's called. I don't know what the the gaining of the other would be, but I feel like I could. Uh, more, I'm more confident, I guess, more confident, uh, more open for sure. I'm really ready to just hear what anyone really has to say. Uh, but what I've lost, lost, uh, you know, I've 
I've came close big things like close to losing my wallet close to you know if you think you do your heart will drop and it's oh no it's just right there you know I left it at the hotel or something like that yeah but, uh, right uh let's see. no actually I what the worst thing I ever lost was uh I my uncle he, he's like he's a beer connoisseur he loves beer and I we were in Germany we went to the what was the big uh the big brewing house we went to with where we got the you know that the main the main one we went to and I lost this great uh, Stein for him. And I, I just felt so... I'm like, how do you lose that? How, where do I misplace a Stein? And so, you, left, you lost it in Europe? Yeah, I don't know what hotel, where I did with it, what back, how I worked that oh, out. No. But, yeah, and it was, it was kind of unfortunate. I've always hated losing stuff that I you know, was like, so happy to give this to somebody. And then I, oh, nothing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's fine. Oh, do you mean you, mean you lost it? Like, is it, is it that bra house in, uh, in yep. Munich? Yep. That's it. Yep. Oh man. Yeah, yeah I know. That's a great bra house, right? I know. It was all, I can't wait to go back. That place is nice, with the big tower near it and all that. Oh, I love that little town too. Yeah. That's 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 the town where I got my uh, lederhosen. Oh, really, Munich? Yeah, in Munich. Like, I love, yeah, Munich's nice. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, a friend of mine that I traveled with, he he's part German and his he has family. His grandparents still live in Munich, and they he asked them, "Where should we get lederhosen?" Mm-hmm. Oh, there's only one place to get it. There. <laughs> Right there in this corner, and that's where we got them. Okay, how, so, how expensive were they, real quick? Uh, I well, I got the full shebang, right? So I got yeah. knickers and I got yeah. the bib. Um, I think I paid an equivalent to about three hundred. Yeah, that's, that's three hundred twenty-five dollars or so. Okay, that's how that's how I guess somewhere something like four. that. Yeah, depending on the depending on the trends, depending on the uh, the ex, the exchange rate. Right. So it, it was it was more than three hundred dollars. Cool, but we're talking about full leather. Right, right, no, good, they, right, the whole shebang you said. Yeah, the whole shebang, the whole leather shebang. Here I go with my uh, my slang again. Remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what? Okay, number three. What's your favorite country thus far? Now oh, you've been to several. What a right? great question! What a great question. I, I've I've always whenever I get this question, I get a lot. I always I break it down a little bit. So I'd say the most beautiful country, the most beautiful like scenery wise, is definitely Switzerland. Like, oh, God, I just, agree. So beautiful, blue water mountains and perfect weather so beautiful yeah for sure there uh my favorite place oof uh you know i like i really enjoyed uh there's a lot going on in venice when we were in venice that was mm. that, i like the history you know the, the history of there's you always hear about venice and always see the what was it the, the big uh i don't know what it's called but they have this um they stole this this big uh, statue from Egypt a long time ago, and it's just sitting up there in this palace, that main palace in that big square. I'm forgetting, I'm blanking on the name of it, but uh, the obelisk. What was it the obelisk? Is that what? Yeah, it? maybe. Yeah. And uh, and it was just I don't know Venice. I really enjoyed for always seeing something like pretty, pretty outstanding, pretty like wow, that's cool. I don't know, like yeah, being out, being odd a little bit. Yeah, I'd say probably Venice. The, okay. the, I love the yeah the canals. Venice. Around. Venice has that magical power, man. She's she's a magical little city. Very. I very. love that. I love that little city. Oh my god, it's magical. Yeah. It, it really is. It's beautiful too. So, so would you say Italy then, maybe? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, because I also like love seeing the the ruins of any of the any of the Roman architecture was just mind blowing. Like that's a really long time ago. Those aqueducts, the Colosseum, yeah. of course, all that good stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. So number four. Where have you? Where are you off to next? You know, I saw. Uh, I want to do a francophone, a country that speaks French, and uh, for the majority, I want to go for like two or three weeks, 
and specifically someone that speaks French and just go go off and just and just solidify my experience with with French and kind of just get that done. Yeah. And uh, but then I don't I don't want to contain myself to one place though, so I might I might go probably around you know the usual. But I think after this I'm gonna probably take a break from Europe. And if I can, you know, this is all hypothetical and always my goals and wishes and stuff is probably like check out Canada, Africa, South America, all that good stuff. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think I told you before, you might want to do in regards to your French education mm-hmm. um, and learning that language. Right. Um, I think I've said this before. My Italian is at a level now that I, I just, I have to go and, and I, I need, what I need is that next level. Yeah. So what I've, what I really aspired to do is do a, a full Italian immersion yep, course. Big, that, my I wanna, eyes, yeah, uh, I want to live in Italy for a week or two or three or whatever it is. And I'm in a program where people speak to me only in, in, in Italian. And I think that's the, I think that's the next level. It is. Of my it Italian, is. I've right? been told that. And I just totally, I want to try. I agree with that. And yeah, I need that. Cause I'm, I'm on the verge of it with this, these little Skype lessons. Like, Oh, I'm just going to taste of it. And I feel like you're, there's no pressure. You get the pressure is a big part of it. You got to, Oh yeah. Be made to do it. You can't just oh, like, yeah. yeah. The pressure is big. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I know when you've, you've, you've experienced it when you're traveling, once you're there and you're doing it on a daily basis, it just becomes natural, right? It becomes yep. second nature. Yep. So it's so weird to come back home from that. It's so yeah. Weird. Yeah. Feels. Yeah. Like right now, speaking English 24 seven, I had yep. to kind of put myself in that Spanish mode or that Italian mode yep, or that, exactly. da- or that yes. Dutch mode. Yep. Um, but when you're there, it just kicks in. It's, you're ready to it's go. It's really weird. It's really weird how that works. Pretty interesting. Yeah. All right, buddy. The last question, the biggest one. What's that? What have you learned about yourself? in Ooh. Hmm. Whew, let me think about that one. I've learned. I've learned to about myself that there's no really right and wrong. I guess that you could that you could really make the like we've been talking. The big theme of this podcast is you could really make the best out of all of it, and just yeah. because something goes wrong doesn't mean it's wrong. Uh, I've you know I'm more open and I guess ready to tackle these little things that other people might get more frustrated about if I hadn't gone on these trips, you know, if I haven't realized this is what suffering, not suffering, but like, this is what stress is, is a better way to say that. Like, this is what uh complication and this is, it just makes my value system is totally changed. hundred percent changed, I'd say. And uh yeah, I'd, I'd say that my value system. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. For the better. And to redeem myself from that last question of last trip. <laughs> Uh, you mean the, the first question, five? The question was uh, something along the lines of, "What do you bring always?" And uh, oh yeah, yeah, what would you travel and, with? Yeah, yeah. And w- after you gave our tour guide uh, this one book, this one uh, five lines for five years book. Oh yeah, and, the journal. Yeah, and I I really dig that. I was like, that's so cool. Uh, and so I ended up getting one, and now I'd say I'll never go anywhere without that for sure. It's what so did you little- get? Did you? I know you asked me the name of it, and I yeah. sent you the name. Did you yep. actually get the same one where it's like I, I, five-year journal? Different color. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, there's only color I had, and a little weird, little weird color. But you know, it does the job. You write down, you write what you got to write. 
Yeah, but it's it's that same thing where you yep. can see five yep. years, like like January first. Yep. For five years, you can see yep. what you wrote for five years straight. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And it was only like 20, 20, 20 bucks, and I gave it gave it to all my close. I bought one. You know, it's a good little gift to. I think I would love to have that gift. I gave it to a couple of my friends, and they all seemed to like it. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. It's a great gift. Good idea. I don't know where you found it, but that was a good one for for our tour guide. That was that was great. In fact, I bought one for myself. Yeah. Um, and it's a great little journal because for great. the listeners, you can, it's a five-year journal and it's, it's, I think it's called a few lines a day, right? Yeah, it is. It is. And one, you, yeah. it's not like a whole paragraph. There's every day of the week, there's five of them for five years. So I can go back and see exactly what I wrote last year, the year before, the year before yep. that and so on. And it's, it's really literally a few lines it's great. a day. And it's, it's kind of like, like, a, like a bullet point list of, okay, I did this, 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 and that. And then yeah, it's can, kind of like, yeah. you know how I treat it as I don't treat it like I'm making a list of the things I did today. Mm-hmm. I treat it like, what's the thought of the day? What's the, okay. what's, the what's the big picture? What what did I learn today? Or what, what, what did right, I miss today? Or what did I, you know, yes. whatever, right? But what's the big key? The big, yeah, the big thing you got. Yeah, what's the big picture of today? Yeah, yep. Yeah, they're great. I highly recommend one of those books. Yeah. <laughs> And you, yeah. you you touched on something just now. That, that's a great answer. I think you did redeem yourself. But um, the, I think the, the big thing here is you touched on something when you said, I gave a few to my friends and I thought, yeah. what a great gift. No, you're, you're thinking, what a great gift. That's something I would want, right? Right. Yeah. I've always said, if you want to keep it, that's a great gift. Yep. If it's, yeah, val- yeah. It's right? something you can use every day. And it, yeah. I don't know. It's a great yeah, thing. Man, if, if you buy somebody something and you give it to them and you're thinking to yourself, you're kind of feeling jealous, like, oh, I kind of wish I had <laughs> yeah. it to myself. Yeah, exactly. That's a, good yeah. Indi- that's a good indication that you got them a good gift. <laughs> exactly. And I hope, I hope they like it. And I, you like yours, yeah? I mean, I imagine you. Oh, yeah, I love it. it. You know, the only problem is I, I, I had um, writing down in a journal is very, very habitual. And you got to yeah. get into that habit, right? Yep. I and I, and I got mine. Pen. I started it last January mm-hmm. and then I ended up I, and I wrote it in every day and I thought I'm going to do this every day <laughs> and, and I've taken with me to Europe and I've done different things with it and I've taken on different trips because mm-hmm. I'm that that's what I'm doing every day. Yep. Um, and I had a, I think I told you I had a shoulder surgery okay. and um, actually I did it more than I did. It, I think I started this two Januaries ago. So um, for a year I was off of the journal because I couldn't write. Ah, uh, it's my yeah. writing hand. So my shoulder was on my right shoulder, right? It's going to be a five year with a gap, a gap year. <laughs> exactly. There's a big, <laughs> there's a big gap in it. And that, that's, that's what makes you who you are, right? That, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, it's, I had it's surgery. a story, but it's a that's story it. without being a story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, and again, you're looking at it at the, at that, that optimistic side, right? Not the pessimistic yep. side, like, Oh, dang it. I'm so stupid. I forgot to grow. No, <laughs> That's what makes it who you are. That's that's makes it your journal. That's real. Um, that's so true. So true. Yeah. So <laughs> I was out for a good 10, 11 months or whatever, uh, not being able to write in it because of my shoulder. It's killing you. That sucks. So, well, how are you doing now? Better? Oh, yeah. It's back to normal now. It's great. Good, good. But we're we're at like a year now. We're at 13 months now. Okay. So <laughs> it's been it's been quite a while. So journey, it's been, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of physical therapy and a lot of different things, kind of getting it okay. kind of back to normal. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I got to get it back. To, in fact, I bought a, a new road bike, a bicycle road bike, about a year ago, oh. and I rode it for 
quite a bit, like the first month. And then I went into surgery uh, last May. So I bought the bike in April. And I haven't been on the bike since uh, November of last year. Because <laughs> what happened was I, <clears throat> I spent a good eight or ten months off of it because of the surgery. Right. And you try to get back into physical shape. And you start doing different things. And you start, I have a rowing machine. I started doing the rowing machine. But the rowing machine made it worse. So I thought, <laughs> I'm going to get on the bike. But yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't hold myself on the bike. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of pressure on the shoulder. That you just don't even realize you're. You don't realize. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm doing a bunch of different things, little exercises <laughs> that people are taking for granted. Right. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> to try to try to strengthen that shoulder back up, but it's it's. I would say it's 100 percent now. Good. Yeah, that's good. To yeah, hear. it's back. It's back to speed. Good. So Nicholas, it was been a great time yes, catching up has. with you. Yeah. Um, as I said, I didn't want to. I didn't want to talk before. Nope. the podcast because i wanted it to be fresh and new to me just as it is to the listeners yep. i want to i want to thank you for uh sitting down with me now for the second time for our second podcast together yep. i want to thank you for continuing your travels because i love i absolutely love hearing how somebody i've taken to europe has kind of grasped this mm-hmm. and taken it to be their own thing man I really, and I would have done it without you. You you helped you inspired me. You helped me so much get through this and learn so many things. By the I way, appreciate I appreciate that. Thank you. you. But yeah. I but I, I want to thank you for continuing it and doing it because I love sure. seeing I love seeing the 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 world and through your eyes and and uh, I think for me when I take people to Europe and and if I've been to this town or this village or this country a dozen times, it doesn't get old if I see it through their eyes. Right. Right. I right, love cute. that about it. I love that. that. Cool. <laughs> like people tell me all the time, how many times you've been here? And if I talk about Italy, like 30 times, right? Like 30 times. Are you, aren't you bored? Are you kidding me? I'm watching you. I'm watching you grasp all of what we're doing on a daily basis. I, I can't, can't pay good dollars for that. That's good stuff. Um, yep. True to that it. one. True. I love it. I love it. So continue your travels, buddy. Likewise. Likewise. And we, good luck in school. You got about a year and a half or so yep. left. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we'll connect and, and stay stay connected. But uh, we need to do another trip together. Yes, we will. No, guaranteed we will. We will. You got to do it again. All right, buddy. Thanks again for everything. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thank you. And listeners, uh, we will have another podcast here soon. Look for uh, something in the future. And uh, hopefully this podcast was something for you. Uh, with that being said, this is Mike. We travel with these two shoes. Thank you.